1: If you give your heart and believe what He's done for you
0: You expect your kids to do more than the fundamentals. What's the point of doing better than just the fundamentals? Why do they need to push more than just what you can teach them?
1: Well, we always said this, that just because I was a coach and I connected well with the kids didn't mean that we didn't have expectations, didn't mean that we didn't have goals. We had a goal of winning games. We had a goal and it did feel good. It feels good when you win a game or or winning championships. And once you've gotten that taste of success, you realize it takes a little bit more to be successful, but the rewards are so much greater when when you do that, when you okay. accomplish that. Yeah. And so over years, our kids got used to, uh, multiple teams I coached for multiple years, got used to winning a bunch of games and going for that championship every single year. And it was about putting in that extra effort. My thought was, if you're going to be a part of our team, we are collectively, you have to fully commit. You commit to each other. You commit to me. You commit to yourselves. You you honor. And, and this is one thing I'd always tell the kids, too, and it you honor God when you use the gifts he's given you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easy if you if you if you show up at practice one hour a week it's going to be very obvious we're all going to know that you're not honoring any of us not, none of us on the team, and you're not doing your part if, if you can't commit an additional fifteen minutes a day as a kid or, or thirty minutes a day to this when I know you're playing video games or or running around with your friends then then again are you truly committed and so wow. w- one thing is there's a system of accountability kind of like with our lord it's it's not you know You've been saved. That's it. You're good. You know, yeah, Oh, I got you, my you, bus ticket punched. I, I, I don't have to do what? anything anymore. Everything's yeah. fine after that. It's, it's, it's a grind after you're that. You're
0: saying commit to the team. <clears throat> Amen. And if you're not committed to the team, we're going to know it. Yep. We're going to feel it. Not only are we going to feel it, but you're going to feel it. Absolutely. So, okay, help me understand. I, I, I like this, but help me understand something about a kid that is not putting in. Yeah. And he's, is he frustrated at the game? Yeah, because we—I had one kid. Uh,
1: one of the last few seasons I coached, who the, the team kept trying to motivate him and push and say, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." He actually took a bathroom break um, for about twenty minutes in the second half and never played a minute in the during half. the game. During the game, he, I think he felt disappointed himself. And we oh. were there was encouragement. The team was there, but I—I I, I think he kind of knew he he let some of his. His teammates down and, and he wasn't as engaged. He missed some practices. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem to. And it produced itself in the game. Oh, it was very evident. It was evident in the game. And that okay. one thing you can't do, you can't control kids' emotions. Right. Oh, good did I try. Gosh, did I try. But you get fifth or sixth grade kids out there and they're they're, they're, they're teammates letting him down because he hasn't practiced. It's obvious. They're letting him know it. And it doesn't feel good.
0: What did he do after that? We did. Did he correct and come
1: on up and push? And he he actually didn't. The, the team was so strong around him. We were able to go ahead and
0: and, uh, and win and win. And um, I'm sure the lesson for him though was probably, yeah. oh gosh, I shouldn't really do that again. I'm sure it sticks with him. Yeah, you, you know. I, and and friends, I think this is a good point to hear. Is that you know you're you're in church, then eh, then you're out, and then you don't feel good about yourself, and you know you're not you're not putting in. You don't just follow Jesus as a checkbox. There, I did that. Jesus is a commitment. Uh, His body, the body of Christ, is a commitment. And it's not about you, quote, going to church. That's not what it is. It's about your life, the victories in your life, walking with people that also want victory in their life, and they want to share their victories with you. And you contribute to it, and they contribute to yours. I think it's bigger than just religion. Oh, Sunday morning tradition, got to get up and go to church. This is about victory, Kim.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to say that it, I'm going to use since we're using analogies here. I'm going yeah. to make some connections to basketball. You know, a, a good shooting percentage, shooting percentage for someone who's practiced basketball their entire lives and plays in the NBA is 50%. 50% means more than half the time. More than half the time, most players okay. fail. Uh-huh. They're, they're going to fail, and it's It'll the same happen. thing. As it's going to, yeah. and, and my life as a Christian, I'm I'm aware of that. Oh my gosh, do I need to repent? I mean, do I do I make mistakes? Do I make struggles? I can practice. It's okay when we make those mistakes. If you miss a shot in a basketball game, come back and take another one. Take another swing in it.
0: You know, uh, weaknesses as, and failures are important. Uh, because first off, we can't think we're better than we are. <laughs> Amen. We're going to have failures. We're going to have weaknesses and all that. And I'm, I'm coming into a verse now, 2 Corinthians 12, 8. It says, my, uh, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Think of it, friends. Salvation came to all humanity through weakness, through a man being crucified on a cross. I can't think of any weaker state than that. That's how eternal life came to us, is through weakness. Now, you come into the church, you say, I'm going to play on the team, and you start messing up, and then, wait a minute, don't quit. Don't leave. Don't run off to the bathroom for 20 minutes. Stay in there. But realize through the verse I just gave you that God does his best work in weakness. You experience weakness. Hey, join the club. We all have it. I as a pastor, even I have times of weakness, and I want to figuratively go in the bathroom and cry about it for twenty <laughs> minutes. But stick to it. You've got a body of Christ waiting there for you. They know that they know you made a mistake or you fell or whatever because we, we get it. We do too. But God does His best stuff in the in the weakness because that's when humility hits. Yeah, that's when you realize. Oh, gosh, I should stop thinking about myself being better than I am. Well, what I say to that is if if you're if you're missing your free throws, you're missing your layups, you're
1: missing your shots. It should drive you to practice more. That's what I always Good. told my own children my both of my, my two sons. If you're not hitting, you know, 10 in a row, well, we need to practice. Right. And, and, and stick, you know, open up that Bible and, 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 and study the word. That's how you're going to get better.
0: Friends, if, if you're walking with other believers or if you're not, you should be. But if you're walking with other believers and you messed up, let me let me help you get back on the, on the horse again. OK, saddle up, get back on it and go again. Yeah, you fell. We all do. Let the people encourage you back up and keep going. You're going to learn from that. And the next time that, quote, opponent comes, you're going to have moves on that guy that you didn't have before, and you're going to come to a victory that you didn't have last time. So uh, weakness is great. As a matter of fact, when people come to me, somebody passed away, somebody died, and they say, why did this happen? I don't know. I don't have the answers. That's sometimes a weakness I feel like I have. The best thing I know that I can tell them is that verse, I say, hey, just ride this out for a while. God does his best work when we're at our weakest. And so after you get past that, okay, I messed up for this game, or I felt low at this period of time, okay, there's another game coming. There's another opponent coming. There's another trial coming. Get back on the horse, and I promise you, you'll be stronger for the next trial, for the next opponent, than you were on the last one, because you learn on the last one. I, I I can remember playing basketball. I played a very long time ago. Cam, we were on a team called the Scooby Doos. <laughs> and even at the age I was at, I didn't want to be on a team called the Scooby Doos. <laughs> so I wanted to win, okay? I'd call me Scooby Doo and laugh, fine. I'm going to I'm going to push. <laughs> we played a team called the Invaders. Oh yeah. The Invaders. And I'm like, here's the when you see this the scorecard, the Invaders versus the Scooby Doos. <laughs> we beat them, and they oh, were man. they were the number one team. And we beat them. We made second uh, through the whole season. They were first, but the game we played them, we won nice. because it was the invaders versus the <laughs> Scooby Doo's.
1: <laughs> so, so their name was a little more intimidating, a little stronger, yeah, it, and it pushed you guys to your it best. Us,
0: so, God, you know, we were perfected through weakness. On yes, that, yes. <laughs>
1: well, when you talk about perfected through weakness, I one of the things that I in coaching basketball. Because I coached kids for so many years and, and watched them develop, I'm, I'm going to use my my oldest son as an example. He was usually the smallest kid on the court. He was, he was, he was very small. And, and one thing he had to do is he had to overcome that. He could overcome it without working them. He he couldn't ever overcome the out athleticism because typically they're going to be a little bit more athletic. But as he grew, especially like in junior high, they, we got kids hitting puberty who you may be a, a he may have been a, a star basketball player in elementary school, but he's going to have to work much harder. Because the enemy that the, the, his opponent yeah. was getting bigger, was getting right. stronger, and and working as well, working hard against that, and it just took tremendous amounts of effort for him to continuously overcome that. And and I remember he was the smallest kid on his Fairview Junior High basketball team. I think it was the second year Fairview was open. He was a seventh grade kid. He was a backup point guard, and he led the team in rebounding as the backup smallest kid on the team. Wow! Because he never gave up. He he, he continues. He did, and wow. I, and I say that because he recognized. He didn't, see his, he didn't see his weakness as a weakness. Oh, good. He found advantages in it. He said, wow. okay, I, I can move around advantages a little bit Advantages
0: in weakness. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think of David and Goliath. David was so short, and Goliath had that helmet on. And you would think David had a weakness being so short. But when he slung that slingshot, not only did he hit Goliath, but he hit him from underneath, from a low angle that went up under. The (laughs) under the helmet. And so and it killed him. So, you know, the the Goliath had a uh, helmet that had a nose piece on it, a little little, that come down between his eyes. Well, David, it says he hit him between the eyes. I think that rock went up under the nose piece and got him up there between the eyes because David was so small. Mm -hmm. He was under him. He flung the rock upward. I I, I, That's debatable. But (laughs) I'm trying to say that's what I think. I remember my study when I was thinking about it. it. He had an advantage in his weakness against this big giant Goliath. Amen. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking back to Alvin Jr. High. Um, and my lava lamp just erupted. Okay. Just, <laughs> hey, squirrel. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, in Alvin Jr. High, I think in seventh, it was seventh grade, I was playing football. I was mm-hmm. smaller than everybody. I was a late growth yeah. guy. And the eighth graders were, you know, we'd get down at the, at the line in football and they'd look at me, oh, this little peon, I'm going to run over him. And man, they'd plow me over. And I kept playing. Well, eventually I hit my growth spurt and on later, like in high school, I was bigger than them. And I'm like, uh-huh. So I get down and I'm thinking, I'm down getting ready to go and we're practicing. And I'm thinking, I remember this guy. He used to run me over. Oh, I'm going to give it back to him, man. And I'm not preaching revenge, people. That belongs to the Lord. Okay. But anyway, I plowed him over. And it was kind of, it was, it was wonderful. But basically what I'm saying is that I grew. There was a time that I grew, I got run over before, mm-hmm. but that opponent that used to run me over was not a threat anymore because I went through a growth period. Yeah, Friends, I'm trying to say that getting in tune with God's word, getting in assembly with God's body, the body of Christ, it's called, you will grow. And that problem that's devastating you today is not going to be so tough later, but you've got to grow. You've got to grow. And Cam, you had said anytime you told your kids, mm-hmm. anytime you get comfortable with the game, mm-hmm. you're not growing anymore. Absolutely. Can you expand on that? Absolutely. It's it's easy when we're a
1: team that we walk into a season, we're highly skilled, we've outperformed everybody um, the previous year. We come into the season, we, we've got the advantages, the kids have done a little bit of work. That's when they're starting to get proud. Uh, yes. And that's that's exactly what happened. So. You need a good challenge every now and then to remind those kids because it's easy when you're when you're more talented or you've played basketball longer you've you've you got a good a better game plan each time to do that and so but I watched it consistently where the kids would grow and then there would be arrogance it would reflect it in practice wow and, and I it, it, and I would say is that you know we'd get joking around and, and and lazy in practice well then you know there's a scare of the game the next week where a team that never should have been competitive with us was competitive. And oh my goodness! Then it was time for the consequences. Yeah. Then it was time for me to come in and say, "Okay, let's get moving." But that was a key message for them: is any time in life, any time in life that you truly feel like things are just really comfortable, ask yourself if you're growing. And 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 I think
0: that, that that's a universal concept. You know, I'm I'm looking at Romans five verse three. It says we should glory in tribulations. Means trouble, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Now, if we didn't have trials, and some people look at God and they shake their fist. Why oh, Why did I have this trial? I was doing so good. Like your your team. We're, we're yeah. killing everybody. Yeah. And then now this team comes and knocks them over and like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> and now they're all upset about it. Well, sometimes that's healthy for us. Yeah, It'll knock the pride out of you. And we get prideful, don't we? Uh, I've been playing for, I've been beating all these teams. Hey, this team ain't going to be nothing today. And then they cream you. Is That's healthy? Yeah, I I think it is. And I I can tell you that the the most
1: memorable or impactful moments in my life were the challenges and how God gave me opportunities to then grow from those opportunities where I would get too comfortable and then a, a crisis would happen. And then I was like, whoa, hold on. Step back. What am I doing? What actions am I taking? Am I studying the word? Am I praying? Am I going to church? Am I showing love for for, for, for mankind? And and it was a reminder sometimes. That's what it was. It just it, and, and you know what? We need him. We need him. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm yet to meet the person who's so perfect. Well, okay. I'll, I'll say I, I know Jesus, yeah. but I haven't met a physical being on this planet that, that doesn't need those reminders every now and then.
0: It's good to have. And friends, I want you to remember failure is not falling down. Failure is staying down after you fell. And we need these tribulations, because these troubles, because the Bible says it produces perseverance. It teaches you how to say, I'm not quitting next time. Character, hope. If you're without hope, um, you need to look at your trials a little differently and get on the team. Commit. Let's push. You're going to get beat sometime. It's all right. But what about the little victories, like the disabled kid that made a shot? Yes. Oh, gosh. I don't know whether you won the game or not, but he made a <laughs> shot, okay? That's a, that's a victory. And you were talking about a champion game that mm-hmm. they thought they were better than they were mm-hmm. and you said you weren't. Yeah. So that's blunt honesty right I, there, you had to tell those kids. I
1: did and and I, I, I told them after the game. I'll just leave it at what that. What happened? They lost the so, championship? Yeah. Game? So we were we were we had a junior high team, mostly of seventh graders. We were playing a YMCA league and I had a lot of kids who, who weren't the superstar athletes, but throughout the league, there were about ten teams we were playing. School, you know, schools from Pasadena and, 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 um, and uh, I don't know, Pearland and, and Alvin and whatnot. And somehow we, we made it to the championship game. I mean, we, we played a strong system. I had two, two young men who were just exceptional shooters. We knew how to maximize our strengths. We knew how to play the game of basketball the best we could. We, not, we weren't the best team, but we knew how to be our best selves. So we made it to the championship game and we're looking at these kids and there's, you know, Six foot four. They can dunk the basketball. Most wow. are in eighth grade. Our kids are like okay, but the first half of the game, I didn't tell the kids. You know, we've 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 played games. It, we're tired. We went into halftime tied with this team. We never should have been. T- These guys were much more athletically gifted, much better shooters. They work. Our kids just kept believing, kept believing, kept believing. Now the second half, it, it you know it, it it fell apart. We we got killed. We got killed. I think we ended up losing by over twenty points in the game. And I remember the kids. Some of the kids were crying because they believed they were going to win. I said, "I said our tallest kid is five foot ten, can barely get off the ground, and they've got kids who can dunk and shoot, make threes all the time. You guys outperformed." I said, "You did the best you could." And and I will say this: the next year we came back and and, and we did win a championship. You got it. We were the older kids in that. you learned
0: on that that championship game,
1: uh, absolutely. But the kids, one, one thing I loved about that group of boys was they always believed they could succeed. They never saw failure. They hadn't experienced a lot of it. But when they did, they did learn. I feel like they did learn
0: from it. So when they thought they were better than they were, mm-hmm. what was the, what was the, did that hurt them? I don't know that. Was it
1: overconfidence? I, I will say that. So you got to think about this. They're adolescent boys. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. they, they, they think Enough they, said. there you go. And, yeah. I, and I think it was hearing it from somebody they, they needed to hear it from somebody they had to love and trust in too, though. If, it would, if I would have been a coach who you know was railing on them all the time and just always criticizing those types of things, it wouldn't have meant anything. right? But I think it was the, the brutal honesty that they had and they had to reflect upon it. In the emotion, right following a game, it may not have resonated well, but over time it did. And you won later. Uh, we, yeah, the next year we, we came back and won.
0: Okay, Romans 12.3. This is about people that think they're better than they are. <laughs> it says, For I say through the grace given to me, Everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, as a matter of fact, the Bible also says you need to consider everyone better than you. Let's just go ahead and do that uh Don't think of yourself I'm the best there is i'm I'm superman, whatever. Really, what you need to do is you need to look at other people and consider them as better than you. That's called humility. That's called getting low. And when you start thinking you're better than you actually are, you're setting yourself up for failure. I think that's something that I've been guilty of a number of times myself. I thought, well, I'm, man, I'm the best thing there is on, as far as this goes. <laughs> and I bombed. Go ahead and pull yourself down. Get yourself low before the Lord. Every knee will bow. This is how you get low before the Lord. It's like, say, Lord... I'm just, I'm a sinner. I have blown everything. I have done everything wrong and I deserve absolutely no grace whatsoever, but thank you that you gave it to me. And so I think that's a good note to end on. I'm glad y'all came back and run that championship game and won <laughs> it, but you know, it took a little humility though, it didn't did. it, to it get did. there? And it did. How did that feel?
1: It, it felt good for me to watch the kids, you know, to grow because what it did is it made them work harder. When they were humbled, you liked the humility. They oh, faced. I did.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Friends, God loves humility.
1: Amen.
0: God loves humility. Stop thinking I am all that and get low and say, Father, I've sinned. God loves that. He loves it. You heard it from the context of a coach looking at his kids that just lost. <laughs> God loves that. When we get low and say, Father, I'm I'm sorry. I just need you. I don't know how to do this. Amen. God loves it. Cam, in your best words that you know to do, and I'm not—I hope I don't put you on it too much of a spotlight. Okay. Anybody that has never gotten saved, can you tell them how to do it? Just in your own words, what do they need to do?
1: They need to humble themselves. They need to fall on, and and I, I physically—you don't—I'm saying this um, metaphorically—fall on your knees, go weep to God and say, God, I need you, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. I know you died on the cross for our sins, I know I'm unworthy, but God, I need you come into my life. I accept you Mm. into my heart. The Holy Spirit will come in and it will be
0: an impactful change. It will be an everlasting change. Very good. Well said. Friends, I want to tell you right now, say you're going through life, you're getting beat at every turn. Every opponent wipes you out. You don't know what to do. You need to get in God's word. You need to listen to what it says. You need to follow it. You need to get in with the team. And don't just come to church just to say, I came to church. Commit. It's not just coming to church. It's the people. You need to know the people. You need to learn them. You need to learn their gifts and their weaknesses so they can learn your gifts and your weaknesses so you can tie in together and you can work for victories together. Stop thinking, no, I'm good enough. I don't need to go to church. No, no, no. You're thinking yourself more highly than you ought to. We're sinners, friends. We blew it. Get in the, in the body of Christ and commit. Follow the playbook, the Bible, <laughs> and do what it says. Let your coach talk to you, your pastor. He'll help you out. He's got a whole team of people that's willing to take you on, get you in the body so that they can all, you can all rejoice in your victories together and in your losses. We, we suffer with one another when we go through losses, but ultimately, we have a champion, Jesus Christ, who won the whole game for us for all eternity. And, friends, I want to tell you right now, if you say, Ray, you're talking to me. This is me. This is me all the way. Here's what you do, friends. You say, Father God, forgive me. I have sinned. I have blown absolutely every opportunity I could have ever had. I am a sinner, and I realize it now. I put my pride away. I know I messed up. Father, forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jesus, for dying in my place. I give you my life. I dedicate all in because dedicating all the way in honors you. It honors the team. And whether I fall or not, I'm in the team and I'll keep going. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me grace. I know I'm saved because your word says so. That all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And friend, I want you to take that to heart that if you give your life to Jesus, you are saved now. There's no ceremony you've got to go through. You don't have to go to church to get saved. You got saved right now listening to this program. But now it's time to get in the team. Join the team and walk with the the body of Christ and see what he does with your life, okay? I hope you've been encouraged today listening to this. Um, We brought a coach in. Cam, you're not just a coach. You you have other (laughs) career out there too, but thank you for bringing your coaching context to the table. And I'm just glad to have you here today. It's yes, been a sir. lot of fun. All right. Thanks for having me. We'll you, have Ray. you again if you ever want to. We'll, right. we'll talk at the coffee shop. We'll come up with other conversations and we'll go, hey, this makes a good podcast.
1: I'll need to see the metrics on the uh, podcast first. Make sure okay. I didn't turn away, <laughs> turn away viewers. No, listeners. the metrics are
0: going to go up. I guarantee you. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. I want you to know you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for